to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We are broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. And uh, you know what? This is going to be a fantastic week, a fantastic show. Listen, I know it's Monday. Guys, statistically, you know more people experience stress on Mondays, actually Mondays and Fridays, but generally speaking Mondays. And the reason is, is because so many people procrastinate, <laughs> you know, what they should have been doing the previous week to the following Monday. So that's the reason a lot of you guys feel an unusual amount of stress. And here's a little thought for you, because I see it happening in customer service of our own business and sales and whatnot. It's just a mindset. Monday is what Monday is, and the best way for you to keep your head screwed on straight is don't allow anyone to pull you into their negative mindset vortex. Be extra protective of yourself. Know that when you roll into a Monday, if you're like most people and you're dealing with a lot of you know people that procrastinate what they should have done Thursday and Friday the previous week and now they're all stressed because they're having to do it all on Monday, if you know you're going to be dealing with a lot of people that act like that dysfunctionally, and I strongly suggest that you build a wall around yourself and remind yourself constantly, hey, just because other people act like weirdos on Monday doesn't need doesn't mean I need to be. So speaking of weirdos, welcome to today's radio hey. show, Julie. What? I thought you were going to introduce Gina. I mean, sorry. Oh. Anyway. Is, <laughs> no, is okay. Gina on the show today? I actually don't think she is. Uh, I know she's oh, around, but uh, that's okay. Actually, she is. I'm Hold here. on a second. I forgot to. Okay, okay. Gina is the weirdo. That's right. Sorry, Gina. Uh, yes. You know what? That would have been perfect. I missed that. So, so Gina's going to talk to you, all of you guys, about an article or two from the website that she and her team have worked on that you guys should be definitely reading. And the reason we're having Gina on is because a lot of you listen to us, most of you listen to us on iTunes, and you have never been over to the site to see all the great articles that they are producing for you all. And we are trying really to focus on articles that aren't just about real estate, aren't just about you know all the normal sort of core-level real estate stuff, but we're also focusing on sort of the entrepreneurial life style and so we are seeing more and more articles on the site that are geared towards you guys getting maximum performance out of yourselves and in your day and and obviously your businesses as well so gina anything in particular and julie hopefully you've got some shout outs before we pick up what we're where we left off um the other day on 25 traits of happy people how to become um one of them part two we're we're picking up there i think we're on point 16 or something that's going to happen in a second so all of you guys make sure you're ready to take notes uh, gina anything that's getting a lot of attention over on the site well yeah we've got a couple of things today to talk about tim first of all we had our very first morning edition this morning so now a double dose of our great stories coming to all of our listeners and people visiting our site and this morning we have sunset magazine's list of the top 20 best value towns in the west so this is a fun article. It takes into consideration the median home prices, salaries, and lifestyle of these 20 towns. And while several California towns dominate the list, of course, if you're looking for a town with a little bit more of an affordable median sales price, look to Provo, Utah, coming in at 225000 for the median sales price. Now, at first glance, I know what you're thinking, Utah, but get this, okay? Provo was ranked number one in the Outdoor Magazine's Best Adventure Towns and number three in Entrepreneur's List of of best startup cities. 
So a huge surprise for uh, Provo, Utah. There's tons of great cities on there, lots of great information on them, too, uh, and some beautiful pictures, too, of some of these great towns. In this afternoon's edition, don't miss our article, Existing Home Sales Hot in January, Cool in February. NAR Chief Economist Lawrence Young is back with his report that sales in February were down. Now, he speculates that continued low inventory and soft affordability are the culprits, but read more about that in the afternoon newsletter along with the podcast replay and some of our other great articles this afternoon. Thanks, Tim. Cool. Yes, so there you go, an AM and a uh, really a late early afternoon edition for all of you guys. And listen, we're always looking for great suggestions for you uh, for articles and for obviously for folks to have on the podcast, topics, anything you guys are interested in. Email us directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. And, of course, then there's Gina at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Um, and if you want more of one thing and less of another on the on the website, more information on something, um, you know we're we very we're very responsive and generally speaking, we take all of your suggestions very seriously. So, Julie, anything from yes. our private Facebook group, any, anyone else you'd like to acknowledge, coaching clients and whatnot that you'd like to give a shout out to? Absolutely, I'm going to actually highlight uh, two flavors of a similar um, newer agent, we'll say. First one comes from an agent named Nathan Sherman who writes, I just want to say how blown away I am at this entire program. I just signed uh, with uh, Tim and Julie this week and have barely scratched the surface, but as a new agent of only four months with zero sales and next to zero training, I've never felt more invigorated. I was very close to quitting, but now I'm more motivated than I was when I first started. Thank you for making the program available to even the newest of agents and for providing amazing training. Okay, and we appreciate that. And I know you're going to take action and not just listen, but get to where my next profile, listen to this, Jason Lane Garrison. Just listened to yesterday's podcast. I'm beside myself. I gave him a shout-out last week. I can't believe I was mentioned on the podcast because of my posting of getting my whiteboards done. Julie Harris, you made my day. It's the small things in life. I'm super pumped. Thanks for the continued coaching and encouragement you give all of us agents across the country. Now listen to this. I'm tying these two together so that Nathan can be inspired by Jason. I became an agent in October 2016 and have closed four deals. I have two pending and now have five active listings. I would not be where I am without your coaching. So just because you're newer, don't despair. Do what Jason did. And, and you guys that are newer or maybe coming back to real estate, don't listen to anybody that says you can't be a listing agent right off the bat. Jason's a great exper- uh, example of that. And we have lots of other examples of new, newer, returning, recovering. You know, Some of you guys were what I lovingly call uh, returning REO addicts, where you had taken some time off after the crash and you know made some good money with short sales and REOs but you know sometimes you guys will call in a panic having quote a real listing appointment now so there you go okay so Back listen a uh, quick and also a quick reminder on the website timandjulieharris.com uh, please make sure you complete the spring survey uh, we want to publish the results. We want to have at least a few hundred more of you respond, and we want to publish the responses on uh, this Friday, hopefully, Gina. And so make sure you are completing the survey answers. We love it when you guys give more detailed responses. Um, and, uh, yeah, because that gives us great insight on, into where, where you guys are at. And I have to say, I've been reading all these as they came in. While I was listening to Julie there, I was reading three new responses. It, it, it's fascinating to me how – you know, maybe it's just our listeners. Maybe it'll just the the survey itself is being biased because so many of you guys get it. But so many of you, virtually all of you, are understanding what a waste of money 
an absolute time buying leads has become. And that is something I'm definitely seeing from the survey. There's a lot of hype that is happening now. It started last year about Facebook ads. So we have a lot of question on there about Facebook ads. And you guys are seeing through that you know, murky cloud as well, realizing that's also another exercise in futility and waste of time. And that is very, very encouraging to me because it tells me that at least the listeners, at least the listeners that are responding to the survey are actually very engaged in the reality of how to help others and make money. And that's that's very exciting for me because it tells me that we're on the right path or we're not just talking to ourselves every day on this podcast. Well, I guess I should have known that because now we have, you know, literally tens of thousands, it's you know, hundreds of thousands of regular listeners. And the other thing that's kind of creepy to see is that, I mean, creepy with like, you know, a smiley face is that we have listeners now in like 11 or 12 different countries, according to blog talk. And that's kind of, that's kind of amazing. Not even the countries that you just assume. I mean, we have obviously us and Canada are our biggest markets, but then you look outside of that and we're, you know, all over Europe, Australia, New Zealand, I'm seeing some uh, listens that are starting to bubble up in different countries in Europe. I mean, it's awesome. So, what we're saying is, and I think could be argued as very, you know, common sense, sort of makes sense, makes it so that, yeah, everyone has a clear path to helping folks and make money selling real estate all over the world. And you don't need to make it so complicated. You don't need to have to wait your turn to be successful. You can jump you know, ahead in line if you're just willing to do what other people aren't willing to do. You know, the old saying, well, it's old to a lot of you and old to us, but it's definitely new to most of you, is doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's something Julie and I thought of years ago, and it's so true. That's the long-term ever. That is the key for long-term ever-increasing success: is doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You know, let's let's reel this back in. It's Monday. What are the top five things that you absolutely positively don't want to do this week? There's a homework assignment for you. I'm giving it to you, at, you know, towards the beginning of our show. But what is what are the five things? The top five things that you absolutely positively don't want to do. Okay, write those things down. At least mentally think about them. <laughs> you know. I definitely uh, could feel some of you struggling even to do that simple assignment because you don't want to think about what you don't want to do. But let's just force yourself Maybe to do it. Maybe that's the first We're thing on the list. Think about, you know, break the ice <laughs> on what you don't want to do, number one. Exactly. Right? Yeah. What are the things you're procrastinating the most? Now here's what I want you to do. Of those five things, which of those five things are going to make you money? Not maybe someday hopefully, but lead directly to a paycheck. Lead one. In other words, I'm not talking about. Look, not wait, working on your website cannot be on the list. Nope. Spending time on social networking cannot be on your list. Doing all this little Mickey Mouse time wasting, and as you guys are definitely tuned into based on the survey results, money consuming, time wasting, life depleting buying of leads should not be on your list. So, what are the five things that you're avoiding the most? Are you avoiding completing your pre-listing pack? Are you avoiding actually, you know, calling expires? Are you avoiding calling your centers of influence on the, uh, you know, all that? Notice the key word here is calling, not tweeting, not Facebooking, not liking, not SMSing, not anything else. Picking up the phone, picking up the phone and meeting with folks and, and you know, are those the things that you're avoiding doing? So write those things down and then sort and sift those based on what are the things that are actually going to result in you getting a paycheck the quickest. That's where your focus has to be. Guys, that's where your focus has to be every single day for the next at least 90 days if you expect this to be your best year ever. You've got to do that stuff. You've got to do the work that no one else will do. You've got to be willing to do it when other people aren't willing to do it. And you've got to do it at the highest level. Highest level means you actually have to do it with the intent of having a positive result, not just to get it off your list. 
<laughs> right? You know, isn't it interesting, Julie, that when we talk to folks and not it's I'd say if we're presenting to right now overall we'll have a hundred thousand people listen to this podcast most likely. And I bet you only twenty percent, if we're lucky twenty percent are actually going to take that assignment seriously because the rest just want to have this continuation of avoiding what they don't want to do, want to sort of yep. float through life Great. hoping things work out. It's only a minority of you guys that are actually willing to say, these are the five things that I don't want to do, that I've been avoiding doing, that I've been getting ready to get started doing, that I want to think about, ponder, study a little bit longer. So maybe one day I'll get, be ready to get started. Those are the five things that are standing in the way of you actually living the life and having the business that you really can have. So here's what I want you to do. Identify what those five things are. Maybe it takes you the entire week to do those five things. I don't care. Get them done and then do it again. Now, as you scale forward, what you're going to do is you're going to start having this exercise every day, and you're going to wake up, and you're going to write down what are the top two or three things that I don't want to do today. What are the top one thing I don't want to do today and get that done. And whatever you do, don't allow yourself to be co-opted in any way by anybody that's telling you that there's an easy button, shiny bullet, silver, simple way of whatever other thing, super selling lead, premier, this, that, and the other. You've got to buy your zip code. Ignore all those guys. Hang up the phone. You know better. And focus on the mindset of being of service and then the action mindset of doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. Get it, guys? Sorry it's not more romantic than that. I'm sorry I'm not you know, somehow telling you that there's some new whiz-bang way of solving all your problems, but hopefully you're at a point in your lives when you're, when you, and you're absolutely tired of people trying to sell you lies, and now you're actually going to decide to get to work, take massive action, and stay consistently in that mode for the rest of your life. And you guys are going to see the benefits faster than you can possibly imagine. So, Julie, we're talking about 25 keys to happiness, and I believe we're on point number four, correct? Five. Five. Okay. Yep, yes. we're good. All right, so let's jump back into this. Traits of happy, happy people, and not just what the trait is, but an action step after that. So point number five, happy people are not necessarily more talented or naturally skilled than everyone else. They simply find ways to maximize what they are good at and fill in the gaps with targeted education and skill building. So what's the action? Well, ask yourself what skills you need to pursue so you can achieve a higher level of happiness. What can you do more of that you're already great at? So one example in real estate that we see all the time is agents use transaction coordination as a creative avoidance method. And yet, they also complain they hate it, they don't like paperwork, they're no good at it. So why not do more of what you are good at and get better at, like, you know, selling property, okay, and let a transaction coordinator do the rest, for example, all right? Um, you know, not necessarily more talented or naturally skilled, so don't use that as an excuse. Well, happy people, you know, they're just further along the food chain, and they, you know, they were born natural salespeople. No, studies have shown that that's not actually the case. So do more of what you're good at and upgrade your skills along the way. So, for example, maybe you really love to present, and you know that you can become a great listing agent, but what you've been avoiding is getting your pre-listing package done. Or maybe the pitfall is you just don't pre-qualify people very well. When you present, you do a great job, but sometimes you're presenting to somebody who's never going to list or buy with you. So upgrade and do more of what you are good at and then fill in the, the background with the extra education. It's what happens. Julie, let's, do. Let's, let's amplify that point because it's really important. Sure. Okay? 
you guys did not get into the business, and you will not make money in the business, any business, and you will not be successful in this or any business if you spend all your time trying to learn things. I mean, trying to basically amplify, and we want you to amplify what you're good at, to Julie's point. If you're not good at, you know, certain specific skills, but you're really good at some things, and those some things are the most important things, in other words, being in front of customers, presenting, negotiating, all that type of thing, then anything and everything that's that's not those things, you need to stop doing. You need to delegate. A lot of the things that we've been told we need to do in this business, we do not need to do. They are a complete waste of time or such a low return on investment that you can you can legitimately consider them a waste of time. And I'm going to throw one out there that always pisses people off when I say this, but it's true. Drip campaigns, complete waste of time. Yet how much money, time, and effort is spent on your drip campaign, right? <laughs> Guys, it's insanity. Stop doing it. Just stop doing it. I'm not saying there's not a return on it, but it's so low. Matter of fact, some research that came out says like 1% of your business may come from a drip campaign. Don't even bother doing it. Makes sense, right? So Julie gave you permission, and we're asking you as your coaches or future coaches, to stop trying to get really good at the sort of minutia of this industry because you can hire it out. Stop trying to be a junior home inspector. Try, stop trying to be a decorator. Stop trying to be a, you know, all these other things that you got, you know, a photographer. Just focus on the things that are going to get you paid. Lead generation, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, closing. Those are the five things. Everything else that's not one of those five things, stop doing. Delegate. You know, I had this call just last week, Julie, with one of my newer personal clients. And this is somebody who's already making, do, being very successful in real estate, doing extremely well. And he was, uh, I hear me in the background. <laughs> I think I need to mute Gina. And so here's the thing that we learn quickly is we learn, hold on, let me mute Gina. Oh, she is muted. So it's either you or me, Julie. I'm not anyway, so here's, here's what I learned is that he basically had this situation where he was spending all this time trying to do websites and digital lead follow-up and all this other stuff and he, because he had gone to seminars and people had given them this long list of all this nonsensical crap to do, and he actually came to our coaching relationship thinking that he was supposed to be spending his best energies every day building a team. He thought that that was the smartest use of his time to focus on hiring buyer's agents and training buyer's agents. He didn't realize what he was really doing was just wasting his time. In other words, he should have been spending his best energies every day working on and and taking action on becoming a fantastic listing agent. And that's where you guys need to be focused as well. Do not get distracted by the simplicity that is this real estate practice when you're doing it well. When you're doing the business well and you're focused on becoming a killer listing agent, and you can literally forget about all the other things that so many agents spend so much of their life energy focused on. Just stop doing it. Focus on what's going to get you paid the quickest and focus on how you can be of service to folks. Next point, Julie. Is number six, happy people have a very low expression of ego. They admit mistakes. They apologize when appropriate. They know the difference between confidence and arrogance. And, of course, I have to re-recommend the great book, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. If you guys haven't read that yet, pick that up. So, again, happy people have a low expression of ego. Well, what's the action step attached to that? Well, observe how many times during your average day that you have some expression of having to be right or summarily rejecting responsibility, 
as well as the use of the word I. How many times do you refer to yourself? Make the commitment to apologize sincerely when appropriate. So these are all action steps that you can take. And I have a little mini secret here. A sincere apology has four elements. Admitting what you did wrong, acknowledge that some pain or damage was caused, state that you are responsible, state and regret, uh, I'm sorry, state regret with a promise not to repeat it, and ask for forgiveness. There's a difference between that, you know, a real apology versus just kind of blowing it off, right? So all of that goes into having a low expression of ego. And I think that that can be really obvious when you see it in other people that have worked on this. And again, get that book, you know, Ego is the Enemy, that's going to help with a lot of this. I also saw a great TED Talk where uh, somebody was talking about, um, it made me think of all of our listeners and our agents, you know, the whole mirroring and matching thing is actually kind of an ego statement because her point in this TED Talk that she was doing about communication was you don't have to pretend that you're paying attention by doing this elaborate mirroring and matching if you are actually paying attention and <laughs> writing down notes. And I thought what a brilliant and simple point. And well, but that's the, fallacy, that's the yeah. fallacy of NLP. That's the fallacy of which a lot of you guys yes. are being taught as required sales you know skills you need to do all this mirroring and matching and you you need to fake it and so here here's what happens in any sort of feeling non sociopathic human brain they get into they get into real estate they go to some seminar they hear some guru speak who's telling them that what they have to do is they have to learn to be uh, fake the exact opposite of what they wanted to be when they got into real estate in other words they had a fear of being perceived as a slick, white belt, you know, greaseball salesperson, and here they go get into real estate, and the first thing they do is they go to some seminar, and that seminar person is telling them how to exactly be that slick, greaseball salesman, and how to fake every single thing that you say, how you hold your body, doing all this other mojo. Guys, you got to stop, you know, literally just, just be real. stop it. Just stop focusing on all this, you know, looking for this silver bullet. You're not making the money if you're not that you want to be making simply because it comes down to a very simple mindset about you need to be of service to other people, you need to go out there more often, you need to get in front of more folks. There is no real answer other than you're up to bats. That's it. If you're not if you don't have enough listings, if you're not taking enough listings, it's because you're not going on enough listing appointments, because you're not making enough contacts, because you're not really putting in the full effort necessary to be a successful listing agent. It's not because you don't know how to mirror and match, I promise you. <laughs> yeah, you know. I know, Julie. We, I just we love in, that in our upcoming book, Julie, in our upcoming book, Harris Rules, which we hope to have come out this summer, guys, we're going to do a whole history lesson on all of the NLP, all of the sort of mindset stuff, all of the sort of you know garbage that you guys are sold as being required that you master before you become you can become successful. And I think you're going to be stunned. I know we were. We had a lot of fun learning it. It all basically started in the 60s. It all started at this sort of, I don't know what you want to call it, a hippie retreat called Eslon in um, uh, central in the, the Big Sur, California, and Julie and I have been there. It all started there, and none of it's real science, guys. It, all the things that a lot of folks are teaching you that are, quote-unquote, required that you learn before you can actually become a good salesperson are not required. They're fake. They're totally made up, and we're going to expose all of it in our book. But here's the bottom line. If, you're, if your best energies are uh, focused on being of service to other people, if your best energies are focused on actually you know, being of service, and then you're going to naturally want to know how to solve more people's problems. You're naturally going to want to get better at your skills. And when you're talking to them, your confidence of what you know how to 
explain to them because you can help their help solve their problem that they have, that's going to be all the mirroring and matching you ever need to do. It's called being authentic, not being fake. Right? Yeah. Does that make sense, guys? So, Julie, go on to the next point. Yep. Yes, and then I have to jump on from here. So, point number seven, happy people make decisions quickly. Since they are okay with making mistakes and recalibrating, happy people move forward more quickly and don't get stuck in the decision-making process. So here's your action step. What are you currently procrastinating a decision about? Put a deadline to decide, ask questions to help make the decision, but also decide to move forward. Here's a secret. It's helpful to remind yourself that if it turns out to be the wrong decision, you can always recalibrate. I say this to coaching clients all the time. This is something you're going to make a decision on. We're going to recalibrate. It's, it's not a rest-of-your-life lifestyle. It's a mini-decision. So when you're making tough decisions, act as if you've already decided one way and see how you feel about it. Then change the decision and see how you feel about it if you did the opposite, and that will help you take action on it. And remember that when you're being indecisive, nothing is happening. It's, it's complete uh, consternation, right? You guys actually see this a lot with your own coaching clients. If they don't know what to do and they're not making a decision, they're certainly not going to list with you. They're not going to buy with you. They're stuck. So be a good leader yourself in making faster decisions and be okay if you make a mistake now and then. Back to you, Tim. That's right. And Julie, you have to get to a premier coaching call. Now listen, guys, I want you, those of you who are premier coaching students, be attending Julie's daily one-on-one coaching call. It starts in about three minutes. Attend the call. Ask Julie questions. Get the real-time information that you're after. Show up. Participate. Take action. So I uh, would be remiss if I didn't remind all of you that it is not too late for you to request a free coaching call. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And when you do, you're going to be entitled uh, to receive our six free books, and one of which is Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. The other is your 12-monthly generation plan. So go ahead and, and uh, request your free coaching call. You have a free 30-minute call with one of our new member coaches. If there's ever anything we can do for you, please feel free to add – I'm sorry, pr- please feel free to call me. Email me. Communicate with us any way we can. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.